Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where to go? Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club. Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello there. We've got the show's namesake. Well, he's not here, but we've got the show's namesake. I'll let you know in a second. But also running the boards is Joey D's. Ahoy, matey. <laughs> he became a pirate? Arg. All right, then. On today's show, we will get comic book recommendations from Scott over at Comics Dungeon. We'll talk with BJ Shea, who a while ago gave us a review for a game that he'll be talking about, and also a surprise from Chris Walker. What? Yeah! Like a plan. <laughs> and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our website, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More. Or just, you know, BJ Geek Nation, pretty much anywhere. Yes. You know, social medias or radio.com app or iTunes if you want to listen to us. Yes. And leave us a five-star review on however, which way you do so. If you take a picture of that, send us, send that to us at bjgeeknation at gmail.com. Or, I mean, even like my Facebook page, since uh, our Facebook page for BJ Shay's Geek Nation is currently down. It'll be back someday. But if you just look for the Reverend and Fuego, you can find mine and send me a message. Send me a screen capture of your review. We will send you a completely random copy comic book and a little placard so we don't ruin the comic books with our signatures on that so hey it's a little collector's item from us because we're not above bribing you and uh, some of the uh, reviews that we got I want to give a shout out to TKOFTW03 who back in November said I met BJ Shea while playing games at a mutual friend's birthday party last weekend and then discovered this podcast from his Facebook page this is a great listen while at work and I look forward to discovering new games and local events heck yeah yeah so thank you so much for giving those reviews really really do appreciate it and uh, in addition to reviews we look for recommendations and we get those from Scott over at Comics Dungeon and if you want to get your recommendations done maybe there's something a genre that you want to uh, know more about you can do so get a hold of him get a hold of us so we can talk to him let's just talk with Scott right now and get his comic book recommendations Scott from Comics Dungeon joins us you can get comic book recommendations from them just go to comicsdungeon.com to get all their information about the brick and mortar or all their social media Scott what uh, what do you got for us for the uh, new year well i've got a couple number ones from marvel uh actually i've got three number ones today but two of them are from marvel uh the first one is marvel's x um which unfortunately if you say really fast sounds inappropriate (laughs) but it's marvel's x they didn't say that Um, out loud did they they did not talk speak out loud no wow Uh, this is yeah, this is this is a this is a prequel to uh, Earth X, which was a, a a story of a dystopian future for the Marvel universe, where basically everyone became a mutant, oh. um, and kind of against their will, there was a virus that went around, uh, not unlike the um, uh, the Inhuman virus that will yeah uh, yeah make inhumans right. So uh, everyone became. Uh, 
a mutant and it creates a lot of problem because some people just shouldn't have enhanced powers <laughs> like me um, i understand this i've talked with the right. wife a couple times and it's like what would you do if you had this power i was like i i, I would become a villain i i, I know this <laughs> right yeah well I, with me I'd, I'd, I'd probably end up with some power like slime or something like that so who knows <laughs> <laughs> but but this is a prequel. It follows the last human uh, through this infection uh, phase, uh, David, and you see his grandmother uh, go through the virus. She actually didn't get superpowers. She actually ends up dying. Ooh. Her sister, his sister, gets superpowers and flies off to do her own thing. And he's like, "Here I am. I'm a human." Great. <laughs> <laughs> now, now what? So, um, so you uh, you're going to get to follow his. Uh, um, time uh, dealing with that, uh, and he's just kind of doing the the, the David Banner thing, wandering from town to town to see what happens. So, be interesting to see where they take that story. Yeah, that is pretty exciting. I kind of enjoy that sort of stuff on that. I, I mean, now is this a uh, is it like a take on like a what if or like an alternate universe multiverse sort of thing? Definitely, okay. definitely okay. an alternate okay. universe. Yeah. All right. Cool. Perfect. What else Absolutely. you got for us? So, uh, the other one for Marvel is is Star. Uh, this is a character that uh, uh, showed up in Captain Marvel. She was uh, she became merged with the Reality Stone Dope. from the Infinity Gauntlet, and uh, she kind of accidentally becomes a supervillain and uh, uh, starts destroying New York and Captain Marvel. Just know, sort of kind of. <laughs> just kind of how you do that. Right. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. Uh, so here she is. She's trying to figure out, am I really a supervillain? Do I want to be? Do I not want to be? So she goes and uh, asks Jessica Jones if uh, she would help her figure things out. And Jessica's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> That kind of makes uh, sense. And, right. So then uh, Star tries to use her powers and mentally control Jessica and, uh, and uh, Jessica goes, yeah, you just don't understand me very well. If you think I'm going to take kindly to mind control. Um, and uh, with, uh, with uh, Jessica's experience with the purple man. Oh uh, gosh. Yeah. Right. So, so she's like, okay, I'm going to help you because you mind controlled me to do that, but I'm going to treat you like, crap while we do this so <laughs> it's kind of like a gin at that point you know it's like yeah sure i'm gonna grant you this wish but you had better word that correctly exactly exactly so she's trying to discover powers figure out her place in the universe and, uh it actually looks kind of fun right on and then uh, what's the last one uh, the last one's called Daphne Byrne. This is a, a new series from uh joe hill's line at dc uh he's uh, curating a a line of horror. Uh, they've got several different titles, but I, I picked up this one this week. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting, creepy story. Young gal, just kind of cynical about mysticism. Uh, she takes her, her mother takes her to a, to a seer and the seer just, uh, uh, is smooth, but, uh, uh, uh Daphne catches her in a lie. And, um, you know, so it all in all, um, she seems a little clairvoyant, and then all of a sudden, she has this terrible dream and meets this creepy guy and says, "Hey, I'm going to take you to your real father." No, oh. and uh, 
Yeah, and unfortunately, we see this scene of talking pigs and zombies and all sorts of things. So I'm guessing her father probably isn't the greatest person in the universe. <laughs> that might be a solid call on that. Wow. Wow. And what uh, uh, what company is putting that one out? That's DC. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Joe, Joe Hill, Stephen King's son, is uh, doing the curation on this. So it's... Uh, Looking pretty good. Man, that's a good way to start the new year with three one-offs or three uh, uh, number one issues. Love that. If you guys want more recommendations, you can get it. Go to ComicsDungeon.com. You can go check out the brick-and-mortar store, get the info there. Also hit them up on social media if there's something that you may want to, uh, maybe a genre that you feel that you want to get into. Definitely ask them, get those recommendations. Thank you so much, Scott. Thanks, Russ. Thank you so much, Scott. And now, like I said... It's going to be a little throwback in time because this review still holds because the game's still out there. I mean, games don't ever die, do they? They never die. <laughs> so now we've got BJ and Chris discussing the card game Keyforge. So you guys were at the Penny Arcade Expo PAX Unplugged. Unplugged yeah. in Philadelphia. For the board game extravaganza, what games did you guys play? Oh, what games didn't we play? Right. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's so great to be able to go to any kind of big con where the big companies come out and just show you their best. Uh, Fantasy Flight, Day, they were there. and. Yep. Chris, the big thing. I mean, they had a lot of great games on display, but they were definitely saying, hey, everybody, check out this game by that kid, Richard Garfield, that might have a future someday in card <laughs> Richard games. Richard Garfield? Yeah, they were all like, you uh, check you out this key forging thing. The creator of a uh, maybe a worldwide phenomenon such as... Oh, yeah, Robo Rally. Oh, that's Good it. call. Yeah. Maybe, also, maybe also Magic the Gathering. Oh, yeah. there's that, I suppose. So when somebody <laughs> says Richard Garfield's got another card game, and you're like, Hello. another oh, card game? Yeah. Okay, let's check this out. And Keyforge was all the rage, all the talk. And uh, Chris, you saw all the stuff going on there. Oh yeah, I mean they had they had something like uh, twenty different demo stations uh, just for Keyforge. Uh, the some of the booths were selling out of it left, right, and center. It was pretty spectacular. Um, you actually uh, showed me how to play back in the hotel room before we even went down to the Excuse down me. to the floor. Yeah, and we how also played Keyforge, Keyforge too. Hey, oh. hey lady. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I knew this would be a game that Chris would love and probably not want to be shown because he's like, do I need another uh, addiction? Are Right. Buddy uh, Josh from the Board Game Alliance also is like, I don't want to learn magic. I don't want to be addicted to buying thousands and thousands of cards. The thing with Keyforge, uh, which if you uh, we if, if you just check the BJ Shea Geek Nation Facebook page, you just scroll around, you'll see the video that we did live, uh, Facebook Live that we did from there, mm -hmm. uh, showing you what the cards look like. But it's really a very cool game. In, in this game, you're not trying to beat your opponent by reducing their life total like in a game like Magic. Right. No, what you're trying to do is you're trying to unlock the knowledge of this amazing planet that's like a, uh, called the Crucible that's got like all these knowledgeable things that you want. Yeah, oh. it becomes more of a race at that point. So you're both working on the same goal, essentially, which is uh, gathering enough of this resource to generate uh, these uh, three win points, basically. You know, it, to boil it down into completely generic gaming terms, you, you want to forge a key and you got to use Amber to do it. Okay. The more Amber you get, the more keys you can forge. First person to forge three keys wins the game. And so it is, it is exactly that it is a it is not a, a direct competition not a combat but a race and you can do things to hinder your opponent and maybe steal some of their amber or slow down their production but then you're also completely you need to stay focused on your own game or you're never going to get the amber you need anyway yeah richard garfield has done a great job turning uh basically this you know pvp card game on its head because you know there are times where if you walk by the table and like we were playing with chris and you'd see i had 12 creatures on the table and 
Chris had none, you'd be like, okay, well, this game is over. Chris yeah. is about yeah, to lose. Yeah, totally, yeah. This game doesn't work like that because you have uh, you have seven different houses that the game has. So basically, it's like suits. Mm-hmm. You know how Magic has five suits. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess you could count the artifacts as six if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this game has seven different suits. And each deck, by the way, we haven't even talked about that. Each deck is an individual deck designed just for you. When you buy one of these Keyforge decks, you will never find another one like it anywhere ever. It's computer random generated. I don't know how the hell they do it. It has a different card back for all of the deck than anybody else's card backs. The names, Interesting. The names are on the back and on the front of the cards. Your deck is your deck. And you go to the store and buy another one, and guess what? It's going to be completely different. Nobody will ever have that deck but you. And so can you switch out those cards then at like a traditional no. like Magic the Gathering type deck? Sure. Negative. Oh. Negative. So the, the other part of this, uh, the other part of Keyforge's draw is that the cards themselves, the backs are also unique to your deck, and the name of your deck is unique to your deck through all sorts of uh, complicated computational logarithms that I don't understand. (laughs) You get different combinations of houses, you get different combinations of cards, and then the cards themselves have uh, individually uh, or uniquely generated backs and names. So kind of like in, uh, like to equate it to like a Magic the Gathering thing, it's like you're opening a limited deck every time, but you have to run with what you've got right there. And there's no mana, so you can play any card you want at any time. You don't have to, you you just go, you know what, I'm going to play this card. The limitation in this game is, is because you have each deck is just limited to three suits. You have 12 cards in each suit for a a 36 card deck. They're called houses, and at the beginning of your turn, first thing you do is you go, can I forge a key? You can forge a key once per turn, and if you forge a third key, you win. If you cannot, then you've got to name a suit or name a house. Mm -hmm. That is the only house you can play the entire turn, even if you have... uh, So I can have 10 creatures on the table, but if those creatures aren't of the same house that I name at the beginning of the turn, they do nothing for the entire turn. Oh, wow. So I lay down uh, 18 Gryffindors. Okay. And then, uh, but in my head, I've got like four Hufflepuffs. Mm-hmm. So I have to say, I have to pick Gryffindor or Hufflepuff on my turn to either activate and use my creatures that I already have out there. Or play the cards from or your Or play hand. the cards from my hand. Oh, so I wow. say, Hufflepuff! Yeah. And also, if you want to discard, because you get to draw up to your full hand size at the end of the turn. So there's no reason to not play all the cards you can in your hand. And if there are cards you go, geez, I really can't use these cards. If they are of the active house, you can discard them as well because you just want to get more cards you draw. Wow. Uh, there's also a thing called archiving, which, you know, if you, there are some decks that allow you to save cards and then draw them back into your hand later on so that you can have a hand of 10 to 15 cards on your turn at one yeah. point. Yeah. And play them all because they're from the house you chose. I mean, that, it's, it's an amazing mechanic. So now on a complexity level, Magic the Gathering is a bit of a complex game. True. And Richard Garfield tends to enjoy some complex mechanics. Where does it kind of fall? Where does Keyforge fall in that? Yeah, yeah, it's it doesn't have the complexities that Magic of twenty five years of doing what they've been mm-hmm. doing has. Okay, but it's still complex. I would put it on the same level as uh, you know Alpha Beta revised a level of Magic back in the day. Uh, but the thing is, we're much more sophisticated as gamers. I think it's a lot easily uh, okay, easier yeah, to pick up. That's you know, a good point. yeah, you will not have a problem with this game if you played any kind of Smash Up, any kind of games oh, yeah. where the cards change the rules, and there's all sorts of things like that. You know, whether it be Magic or Epic or anything like that. 
that or even Star Realms and things of that nature, you will have no problem with this game. To put it into uh, terms of pure numbers, and this is information from BoardGameGeek.com, Magic the Gathering's complexity rating is uh, almost three and a quarter out of five. Okay, yeah. And the complexity complexity rating on Keyforge... you can do this. Mm-hmm. Is only two point four five. So okay, that that if that if that gives you an idea, and I think that's that's a that's a nice little num- and that's number way to say yeah, and yeah exactly because mm-hmm. magic has gone crazy with oh, what man. you can oh, do gosh, as yeah. opposed yeah, to back yeah. in the day. And they've tried to bring it down the complexity level to bring in the newer players and not to inundate yeah. them with a whole bunch of different rule changes and such like that. So that it's good to know that it's not going to be as complex as magic because sometimes that's a barrier for people. And it, but you're, it will break your brain because as you're playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> if you've played Magic, you look like you're kicking ass, yeah. and you really aren't, and you have to be careful like that. Uh, and, and you know, there's only four types of cards in the game. You know, where Magic has a lot of different types of cards. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are only four types of cards in this game. There's creatures. There's upgrades, which are basically like enchantments you can put on creatures. Oh, there upgrades. are there are artifacts <laughs> that are permanents that stay in play, like creatures do. And then there are action cards that would be like your instants or sorceries okay. for Magic. Yeah. Those are the four types. That's it. And it really is simple to learn but then you realize ooh oh that complex to yeah, master yeah. and and you realize that your deck is the only one of its kind so n- some people might recognize some things but again they're not going to know exactly what you have in your deck because you could have a rare or a couple of uncommons that they don't know if it's in your deck because there's that's what I love about this game you know how people really game magic you oh, as yeah. soon as you put yeah. down a land in standard you know what a guy's playing basically yeah mm-hmm. you may know a lot of the cards if you play keyforge well enough but you're not going to know if I just go, here's my deck, and the names are hysterical. They kind of got into trouble with some of the names because yeah. they, they did take all the dirty words and go, all right, they won't be in the algorithm. But some words, for some reason, they left in there. And, all <laughs> and of then sudden, when they combine, <laughs> yeah. it suddenly becomes uh, a really interesting turn of phrase. Look it up. There's there's some great stuff on Reddit for that as well. It's so. a great, it's yeah. a really great game. And your barrier of entry, you just pay, what, 10 bucks, whatever a deck costs. I mean, yep. they, they were selling some for 15 which I thought was a little high at PAX Unplugged. Con prices. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, and so uh, 10 bucks. You can play with anybody. You don't even need to get the main set. You can if you want to. It comes with starter decks that everybody has that are the same, plus two booster decks, which, in fact, will always be different than anything that anybody ever has. Wow. Uh, Keyforge is an awesome game, and it is by Fantasy Flight, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. That kid Richard Garfield. (laughs) What a guy. That is awesome. I know that you can go to your local gaming store and pick up Keyforge, so check it out. Let us know how you feel about the game. And now it is time to get to... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky... It's comic book day. What's going on? Uh, actually, I found this article and I thought we could play a game. All right. Uh, it's also from uh, Ranker, which is one of my favorite websites. Uh, um, yeah. It's a whole actors who starred together before they were superheroes. Oh. So I figured uh, when I go down the list, I'm going to just name the actors. If you can't get it, I'll give you what characters they are. Mm-hmm. And you have to guess what movie they starred in. Okay, before this. All right. So in this movie... We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Heath Ledger. Um, before they were heroes. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Um, oh crap! Uh, is it Ten Things I Hate About You? Yep. Wow. Oh, okay. Nice. I didn't know. I didn't know Joseph Gordon-Levitt was in that, but I knew Heath Ledger was. Yes. I was going to guess a Knight's Tale for that same reason. Good call. Good call. Uh, <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He was like the younger guy that he was kind of like the mentor to, or something. Wow. I need to go back and rewatch that. I almost feel like I need to give you like the character names first. Yeah, you might I feel need like to. That, yeah. that might be a little. Harder. I don't know. That, one was, that was hard. Yeah, I, I just got lucky on that. This one I will give you. I, I don't. I never seen this movie, so I wouldn't have guessed this. 
But we have Captain America and Black Widow. See, I know this. I'm trying to remember the name of it because I actually watched this on accident because I saw Chris Evans and I saw Scarlett Johansson in it and they look very young. Yeah, she's got very much. I had that haircut in high school. Very 2000s look, and Chris Evans looks very skinny. Oh, yeah. He did not. Uh, He wasn't bulked up yet. Not another teen movie? No. No, It says, uh, let's see, Captain America and Black Widow had great chemistry in Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Well, it turns out they went to high school and took the SATs together. Yeah, it's... It's about them cheating to get the good grades for their SATs. And it's, I want to call it like you've got grades or something Mm -hmm. like that, but I can't remember. Give up? Yeah. The perfect score. The perfect score, which makes sense because they're looking for, at that point, the 1600, which I think is what it is for SATs now. I don't know. I went up to like 2400, then I think they brought it back down. But anyway, the perfect (laughs) score. I think, yeah, it's 1600 if you don't count the essays. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where it was. But this was them cheating to get quote unquote the perfect score also alternate title of good grades is pretty nice <laughs> <laughs> you got good grades yeah. <laughs> I, know. Right. I don't know why how about, about a movie with wolverine okay batman okay and black widow uh, and whoa. for funsies david bowie's there too do we get a hint at which batman oh i know this one okay what is it okay it's the prestige Oh, nice. Yep. Yep. At, You're the, right. at the turn of the century, two magi- magicians, Wolverine, a.k.a. Hugh Jackman, and Batman, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. lie for the affections of Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, and David Bowie is here, too. Yeah, I remember <laughs> David Bowie being in that. That's why I remembered that God, one. I don't remember Scarlett Johansson in that movie. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got Batman, the Joker, and Green Goblin. Uh, so that was Willem Dafoe. Mm-hmm. Um, Batman, are they going Joaquin Heath Ledger? Phoenix? No. No. Oh. Oh. Okay, let me know when you want to know the actor names. Okay, yeah, give me the actor names. We got Christian Bale, Jared Leto, and Willem Dafoe. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't know this one then. Let's see. Batman is a very successful and unhinged Wall Street mogul that kills the Joker. American Psycho. Yes. Oh, the wow. man becomes very jealous of it and seemingly gets away with it, That's though the Green right. Goblin has his suspicions. That's right. <laughs> Jared Leto gets killed by him. Oh, that's another Batman, movie I need to go watch then. Batman kills the Joker. <laughs> wow. All right. Okay, so this one's this one's a lot. Oh, no. And there's actually another one on this, but they didn't put it on this list. So we have Rocket Raccoon. Okay. Bruce Wayne. Oh. Mystique. Hawkeye, and Lois Lane. Wow. So that's uh, uh, Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of Rebecca Romaine. <laughs> um, I said Hawkeye, Bruce Wayne, and Rocket Raccoon. So, those so Bradley easy. Cooper. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that another Christian Bale? Yep. Damn, Christian Bale's in all these things. Oh, man. I know that one. Oh, what is it called? I'll give you uh, a hint. It's based in the past. Yeah. Oh, I just watched it too. Like, 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 like how far in the past? Hawkeye, Jeremy Renner. Not Renner. that far. Oh, no. okay. Like, she, uh, Jennifer Lawrence plays like a '70s chick or an '80s chick or something. Well, they're all in the '70s. Oh, yeah. I, okay, I ha- I've seen this movie yeah. and I know about it. It's the microwave, the devil yeah. machine, yeah, or something. That was a really, really good movie that I can't remember the name yeah, of. Exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, just tell me. Uh, American. Gangster? No. American, American superheroes. Pie? Hustler? Oh, American Hustler. Hustle. Hustle. Hustler. That's, a, that's a, <laughs> an adult mag for all you uh, children out there. Okay. Don't worry about it. This one will probably, you will have a hard time getting because you didn't realize who some of these actors were at this point in time when Ooh. this movie came out. 
And technically, there is one more in here, but this person hasn't starred in her superhero movie yet. Oh. Uh, so we have Star-Lord. Okay. And Charles Xavier. Okay, so... And then I don't... Patrick have... Stewart, Charles Xavier, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Pratt and James McAvoy. Okay. Chris Pratt, yeah. Yeah, Chris Pratt and James McAvoy. Let me see and what we the... we didn't know them yet. I don't know... Well, you didn't. You probably, if you saw this movie, you didn't know who the hell um, Chris Pratt was. Yeah, because at that point, like the only thing I know him is Andy from The Office and Star Lord. I know he's done other stuff, but what was um, James McAvoy in that many years ago? Because that has uh, to be like six or seven years ago with Chris at Pratt. At least, yeah. I'll give you a hint. A character. There's also another one. She's going to be playing a superhero named Athena in The Eternals. Uh, no idea. On she was also be. she wasn't a superhero, but she was also a video game character. Nope. No, this is nope. this is killing me. All right, so let's say Star Lord, Charles Xavier, and Laura Croft. All right. But oh, what was Angelina Jolie in? Man, and Chris it, Pratt. And Star Lord works in an office with Charles oh, Xavier. Oh, I know what it is. No, I know what it is. is it, or is it? Uh, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, the gun movie with the shooting. Wanted. Yes. Yes. Woo! Whoa, that's go. right. I yep. thought it was him. Star Lord wow. works in an office with Charles Xavier and is a bit of a bully, but he eventually gets his when Xavier grows a pair. It's that if you've seen that, uh, yeah, like, the turning bullets or whatever. Yeah, like, where they turn. But there's also a part where uh, James McAvoy gets a keyboard and just smashes his face, in, and then you just see the letters F U. Oh yeah, you remember that? yeah. yeah. I forgot wow. Chris Pratt was the jackass Man, in that do movie. I need to go back and watch that movie? I think so. It's actually I ha- pretty good. I haven't seen it all the way through, but Angelina <laughs> Jolie is also in it, yeah, and she's yeah, going to yeah. be in The Eternals. And that's an interesting thing, because Wanted was uh, based off of a graphic novel mm-hmm. comic book where they were super villains, like instead gotcha. of just like the bad guys, like the one, or the training, Wait. the training thing, where they were training them to be Who? villains. Was Samuel L. Jackson in that one, too? I, maybe. It was maybe. Morgan Freeman. Oh. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. He you was know. the weaver or whatever their yeah, main guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Not, not the, uh, yeah, yeah. Samuel Jackson's in everything, so <laughs> yeah. I just assume. Yeah. Not Nick Fury, God. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, this one's going to be funny. All right. Uh, we have Quicksilver, Quicksilver, okay. and Ghost Rider. So Nick Cage. Because uh, I don't know the other The guy. one Quicksilver that I don't remember that's the good one. And then Kick-Ass Quicksilver. Evan Wait, Peters. Kick, is it Kick-Ass? Yes, it's Kick-Ass. Okay. okay. That's Pe- awesome. One Quicksilver, <laughs> played by Evan Peters, who played yes. Quicksilver in uh, The Avengers Age of Ultron, yeah. pretends not to know his friend in alternate reality Quicksilver, played by Aaron Taylor Johnson, which we've also seen in American Horror Story, is yeah. moonlighting as a superhero who occasionally teams up with Ghost Rider, a.k.a. Big Daddy. Yeah, that's once once I got once I got the, the it was like kick ass kick ass kids kick ass. All right, this one I think you're gonna have a hard time with. Oh, jeez. Uh, Doctor Strange. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Bane. All right, so Bane, aka Venom. All right, oh, okay. so so those two, so it's Benedict Cumberbatch uh-huh. and Tom Hardy. Yes, you, and, I don't think you're gonna know this movie. And they, did they I say don't know. did they say Tom Hardy and Tom Hardy? No, it just says, uh, so I'll give it to you. Doctor Strange is a man trying to help the homeless after befriending a young deranged homeless Bane. Oh, Ooh, nope. No. That ain't going to help. Nope. It's called Steward of Life Backwards, but it is weird because they look like such babies. Wow. And that was the one thing that I was trying to think of, too, because there was the movie where, because when you said Bane and then also Venom, I thought maybe they were doing the double thing because he played two characters. Uh, and no. uh, Tom Hardy did that in a movie where he was the two like uh, brothers that were oh. like the, 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 the yes, kingpins yes, yes, yes. or whatever of like England sort of thing. So I was like, are you trying to fool me with that? But no, it's just me overthinking it. All right. We do have another one with uh, Bane. We have Beast. 
Bane, an angel. And I should probably, uh, not the guy angel. The female angel female from, angel. that's from first class, right? Yes. Yeah. Oof. That is, that is, You that love, this is one of my, your favorite movies too. Uh, Fury Road. Yes. Nice. A zealous war boy beast, played by Nicholas Holt, comes across a fresh wild blood bank, Bane, Tom Hardy, (laughs) and after a change of heart, goes on an adventure to save Angel, Zoe Kravitz, and the other women from Immortan Joe's Rule. Mm -hmm. Wow. I love that. I need to go back and watch that movie. Visually stunning. I remember Beast looking so different in that makeup and thinking, oh my God, that is him. Uh, There is a bunch more, but I do want to do this one, because this one's ridiculous. All right. Last one. Um, Joker. Spider-Man, Jack Sparrow, we're counting him. All right. And Bullseye. <laughs> so Colin Farrell, uh-huh. Johnny Depp. Uh-huh. Which Joker? Heath Ledger or mm-hmm. Jared Leto? First oh, one. Heath Ledger. And then what was the other one? Spider-Man. Oh, there's so many Spider-Man. Tobey Magu- Maguire? Nope. Uh, Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Garfield? Mm-hmm. Okay. Ugh. So I'm going to mm. read the description. Yes, please do. Names. Yeah, this isn't working. Remember the time that Joker and Spider-Man found this mirror that allowed the user to fall through it and see their their li- uh, see and live their wildest dreams. Both Jack Sparrow and Bullseye end up in the mirrors too. Uh, the imagination of Dr. Parnassus? Im- what is it? Uh, Imaginarium of Dr. So, Parnassus. So this is the movie that, uh, this was mm-hmm. technically Heath Ledger's last movie. Like he was doing this yeah. and then he, like when he died. So they never finished it. So what ended up happening is they got a bunch of other actors, including Johnny Depp and Colin Farrell, yeah. to basically play the same character. That's why they look different. But they every time they step through the mirror, it's a new iteration. Right. Oh, that's how they were able to finish it. the movie. And so all these actors that played Heath Ledger's character donated all the proceeds to Heath Ledger's daughter, Matilda, I believe. Yeah, her name. yeah I remember that. That was, that was, a, it was a pretty sad thing when it all went down, but a nice way to kind of a, finish a movie, mm-hmm. and B, leave respects to the actor, and then also, I mean, with the daughter there. It's right. a good thing on that. But yeah. there's so many awesome ones on this list that it's like, oh, yeah, huh, these two guys were together. <laughs> I'll have to post it. You guys can check them all out. And until next time, stay nerdy. Your inner geek wants to come out and play, but where? Two, go. Join Vernon Wells, the ultimate club where you and your fellow geeks can hang out, play games, and just nerd out 24-7. Whether you love RPGs, video games, or are just a major fan of sci-fi and geek culture, Vernon Wells has something for everyone. Let your geek flag fly at Vernon Wells. Sign up today and see for yourself. VNW.club. That's VNW.club.